Welcome to the Unfuck Your Fitness podcast. I am your host, Christy Castillo, and I'm here to give you real talk and cut the BS so you can actually enjoy building a body you love. I'm a personal trainer obsessed with giving you simple action steps to take you from feeling stuck to feeling sexy. Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to today's episode. Today I'm going to be talking about how to make macros simple. I think you are really going to like this episode. I'm just going to be talking you through a couple tips, a couple suggestions, I guess, different ways to look at macros. And I'm really going to be talking you through my own thought process, my own kind of journey on this, different ways to look at things. In true Christy Castillo fashion, it's it's going to be very, very helpful and very, very realistic. And there are some tactical ways to make macros simple, but the biggest way to make macros simple is to change the way that you think about macros. And that was the biggest game changer for me was to honestly change my perception of macros, realize that the way I'm going to do macros might be different than other people do macros. And that's okay. Like I had to kind of shift my goals and shift my mindset, not in a cheesy way, but like actually shift my mindset and be like, this is how I want to do this. So this is what it's going to look like. And realizing that I had to fit food into my life and like not the other way around. It was going to be some work. It is going to take some mindset shifting. None of that's a bad thing. It doesn't have to be obsessive. And I have to do this how it's going to work best for me. And that's honestly, that's the gist of making it simple, right? So let me start by saying, if you follow me on social media, which you should follow me on Instagram, on Instagram at Christy Castillo Fit, we are remodeling our main living space right now. So our main floor of our house was and will be again, our kitchen, dining area, and living room. It's all gutted at the moment. And so everything from our living room and kitchen, which is a lot of stuff, is now downstairs or upstairs in like our bedrooms. So our downstairs area where like my office space was and this couch TV area is now like my kitchen, living room, office, everything, like everything is down there and it's actually going pretty smoothly, but leading up to this process of not really, I'm not going to, I don't have a stove right now and I don't know when I'll have one again. It shouldn't be too long, but still my refrigerator's out in the garage. So, you know, I had to cut back on things things and like I'm cooking out of an instant pot, a microwave, a toaster, (laughs) an air fryer, which is fine. You can do a lot of cooking out of that, I realize, but it's just, it's a pain in the ass is what I'm trying to say. And so far, I mean, it's been four days and it'll take a couple of weeks, but since I have such a good relationship with food and since I know my body and since I count macros and I can basically eat random freaking things to hit my macros and hit my goals. This has been a pretty easy process. Whereas before, if I was needing to meal plan and meal prep and, you know, I had to have an oven and like I had this 
routine that was so structured that it had no room for leniency or no room for change, I would be screwed right now. I would be so, I would, I would be lost because I was such a perfectionist. I was such an all or nothing that I would probably be like, well, my whole garage gym right now is taken up with cabinets and flooring and ceiling supplies. Like there's a very little space to work out right now. So that would probably be my excuse to be like, well, I'm just not going to work out. And then, you know, I don't have access to food as I used to. I don't have counters right now. Like it's very, it's not great, right? It's, it's very inconvenient. So it would have been easy for me in, you know, previous me to be like, well, I can't do it, right? This is a very big inconvenience and I'm just, I can't do it right now. I have to give up on my goals basically. And it's just been this seamless transition of like, I have stable foods. I have things that I can eat and make in an air fryer. That's totally fine. So I kind of wanted an update on that because I know a lot of you are following me on social media and you're like, how are you going to eat? Like, what is this going to look like? Walk us through that journey. So I'll be doing that on social media, but right now it's, it's actually been totally fine. I'm going to list off some of the foods later in this episode that I eat and I don't really need a countertop to prepare them. So it's fine, but I get so many questions about macros. And so I really wanted to make this episode on how to make macros simple, which honestly, this goes off track of everything. I thought for February, I was thinking, you know, it's a month of love. So I could talk about self-love and I, maybe I will in the next coming weeks, but I was like, that'll be my theme for February. And then for whatever reason, I probably just my home reno and a lot of questions actually that I'm getting from current clients, new clients in the DMs, like a lot of macro questions. And so I really wanted to talk about how to make macro simple. And the best way for me to do that is to make it really relatable and talk to you about my own journey and my own experience. I know that's really relatable for you. I hear that a lot from those of you that message me. You're just like, thank you so much for being open and real and giving your life story and your situation. Like, it's very helpful for me to relate to you as a human being, not just someone who's like, do this absolute perfect structured plan just like me because that's not doable. And honestly, that's not realistic. So when I think back to when I first tried to understand macros, I remember being so confused too. So it's easy for me to hear your questions and think, God, I remember thinking that or wondering that or whatever, like how did I maneuver through that? Because I didn't have a podcast to listen to. I didn't have a coach. So like, how did I figure that out? Like what was my actual journey? And so that's exactly what I did in taking notes for this podcast. The problem for me was that I was in such a hurry and I was trying to do macros or my fitness journey in general, how other people were doing it. I, I don't even know if I had like Instagram at the time. I don't remember what social media was popular, probably Facebook. I remember Jamie Eason. I don't know if that's still even her. She's married, but anyway, she is or was a bodybuilding.com personality, whatever you want to call them. I'm really screwing this up, but she was like my dream body. She was so cute. She had this little short hair stack, haircut, blonde, perfect in my eyes, perfect body at the time. And I was like, I tried to mimic her and do exactly what she did. And that's fine. But I was trying to do it so quickly. Like she was my goal body. And I was like, if I work out exactly like she does, and if I eat exactly like she does, I'll look exactly like she does. Well, not, no, that's not true. So I, what I started off, I think like a lot 
of you do that you're in a hurry for weight loss or you're in a hurry to see muscle gain. You're in a hurry to get to the end result of whatever you want and you're trying to do it exactly like I'm doing it or like your friend's doing it or like your mom's doing it or like your favorite influencer's doing it. And that is a problem. So I need you to realize that at first is that for me that was huge. It was like I'm I need to do this now. I need to do this perfectly and I need to do it exactly how this person's doing it. So the first epiphany and the first way you can make this simple is to realize that your journey is yours. It won't look like someone else's. Period. It can't. So own that. Your journey is yours, your body is yours, your family, your job, your home, your life. It doesn't look like anyone else's. The sooner you understand macros, or even if you don't thoroughly understand macros, because it's kind of an on, you kind of learn macros as you do them. So start with macros and think, I'm going to make this work for me for my lifestyle not how this other person is doing it. You will get there faster and you will learn macros faster trying to do it in a way that works for you. Trying to be like, how can I do this and make it work, right? When I decided I wasn't going to spend my entire Sunday meal planning, shopping, and meal prepping, and I realized I don't want to do that. I need to make macros work for me without having to do that. Because yeah, a lot of other people do that. And a lot of the people I was following and looking up to at the time were doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't working for me. I would be so irritated that like my kids go to school Monday through Friday. We have sports, whatever at the time. I don't know. They were really little, so (laughs) they probably didn't have sports. Actually, they probably did because we start kids in sports when they're like two now. So whatever. But it was like I never had downtime And here I am on a Sunday when I could be spending it, I don't know, chilling, doing anything with my family. And here I am making a grocery list, making a a meal list, going to the store, getting groceries, coming back, sorting them all out, chopping, cutting, cooking, prepping, portioning. And I was like, and then by Wednesday, I didn't even want the food I cooked anyway. So I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to figure out how to do this without having to spend my entire Sunday prepping. If I was single, lived on my own, no significant other, no children, I would probably do that. But for me, I didn't want to. So when I decided I'm not going to do this like anybody else does it, that's when it started to freaking work for me. So that's my number one tip on making it simple. Do it however the fuck you want to do it. However you want to make macros work for you, do that. Who cares if someone judges you? Who cares if it's not how I'm doing it? Figure out how it works for you, right? So the kind of the way I learned this too was quick story time. I have talked about this in previous episodes. I know, I don't know which ones, but I relate macros to money in the sense of budgeting a lot. And I get DMs quite a bit saying like, I love the analogy. Is that right? Analogy? I don't know. From budgeting your macros to budgeting your money. It's a kind of, you can almost get a visual for it. For me, I get a literal visual for it because When I was first trying to get fit shortly after I had my son, we were also going through a home foreclosure. So I had felt like essentially, I don't remember exactly feeling like thinking this, but when I look back, what was happening was I had lost all control, right? 
not like lost control. Like I had a baby. So I had a reason to like kind of feel a little frumpy about myself. Right. But also having that experience and then also having to move out of our home, losing our home foreclosed, like it freaking sucked. And that was not a great proud moment. And so in that time we learned to budget money and we also learned to budget macros. So, and we also learned to work out every single night. Like we started on this path of kind of like feeling out of control. I should say I, I won't speak for my husband, but I feel like we did it at the same time, but I'll just say I, I felt like probably in this time of losing, right. My body to having a baby, essentially, um, losing my home to not budgeting and a job loss and, you know, whatever economy shit sucked either way. Like we had gone, I had gone from feeling like I had no control to trying to get some control back. So learning to budget my money, learning to budget my macros, learning to work out every single night, no matter what. But through that, I quickly became obsessed with perfection. So we use the Dave Ramsey envelope method to budget our money, which was phenomenal. And if you're not familiar with that, essentially we would get our income. I was a hairstylist, so I pretty much already got paid in cash, but I would also get out all the cash that like was direct deposited. My husband was getting his check cashed at the time. It was like unheard of who now everything's direct deposited, right? So we had to go through all the steps to get his, um, pay. He got paid in a check form. So I would take that to the bank, get all this cash, take it home and literally divvy it up and put it in the correct envelopes. And then we only had whatever was in those envelopes to spend. Essentially, putting you know your food in beach body containers, which I was also doing, that was my allotted food for the day. So I had my allotted amount of money because I was literally taking the cash and putting it in envelopes, and I was literally taking my food and putting it in containers. I began to visually see my money being spent, like my money coming in and my money being spent, and then I could see my food that I purchased, made, prepped, whatever that I had in front of me, put it in the container, saw it, and then I ate it. So I was, I had these visuals, but it quickly became perfect. I was seeing success. We started paying off debt. We were doing very well with money. I started to feel really great about my body. I was doing really well. So I, of course, associated with that, with that really hard, perfect job that I was doing basically with these things. So when I switched And this is kind of like a lot of you are very obsessed with all or nothing, obsessed with not eating carbs, obsessed with low calorie, obsessed with whatever we're obsessed with, right? As far as your diet mentality, when you try to switch from being obsessed and perfect about something, even if you're not seeing results with that, it's hard because I went from being very perfect and seeing the food in a container to, you know, and then like checking the box off, I, and eating it off of a food list too, mind you. So I was very, very perfect. I then went to like, this is a protein, it's chicken, and I'm going to log it in the app, my fitness pal, and I'm going to eat it. Like I didn't pre-portion it. So I went very gradual to having freedom with food. The same thing I went from, we went to out of the envelope system with our cash We went to, you know, direct deposit again, of course, but we still had structure and we could only spend this much. So, but it was a huge change to see my food and to see my money physically coming in and going out to then not. But what that helped me with was food freedom. 
So the second thing that makes macro tracking simple is to honestly know that it's okay to track. It's okay that I went through that obsessive time period with food and money because you only have a certain amount of money to spend if you spend too much you're broke. You only your body only needs a certain amount of fee, fuel, calories. If you spend too much, you're overweight, you gain weight. So in a literal sense, you have to be very careful and almost perfect or at least very very aware of what you're doing in the beginning while you're learning and while you're experimenting, okay? So that's fine. It's okay to budget your money perfectly and it's also okay to have to use some of your money for fun. It's okay to budget your calories and still use some calories for fun. It's okay to experiment with that and see how that's going to work for you and how that's going to work for your life. Again, this is all about finding out what works for you. So that's a little backstory on how that worked for me and how I went from kind of an obsessive mindset and where that came from. And it was necessary because sometimes when we're completely out of control with food, it is necessary to get some structure and be a little hard on yourself and figure it out. But it does take time. It takes so much time. It's harder to not just say, I'm going to cut out fats or I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to cut out carbs. When you have to figure things out and do it the right way, it does take more time, but it is the right way. So now that you have my full permission to track, in fact, you do need to track, let's talk about how to make it simple. So tracking is a good thing. I want you to look at tracking just like I explained with your money. It's a good thing to track your money, know where it's going, know how much you have, because it keeps you aware and it also keeps you having money. <laughs> when you spend too much money and you're broke and you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're living on a credit card or you're whatever it looks like, it's freaking stressful. It's so hard to live beyond your means. And when you're living beyond your means with macros, that's also hard because you're you're saying like, I have flexibility, I can go over, I'm not gonna track, I'm not gonna understand macros, I'm not gonna do this, I'm just gonna do this instead. And you're stuck in that diet cycle and you're constantly gaining and losing or you're always stuck and you can't get out of that without tracking. But there are some ways to keep it simple. Again, this is going to look like what you want it to look like. Let me first say, I would love for you to track kind of loosely. I A common question that I get with my fitness pal is like, how do I log a soup that I make? Or how do I log a portion of tuna casserole? I don't know, that's so random. But right, if I'm taking like a spoonful of something out of a whatever container, how do I know like without, of course, weighing it or knowing exactly what the ingredients are in that item or in that spoonful or in that portion? How do I know? And the truth is you're never going to know. So you're going to need to let go of that control a little bit. You're going to have to. And you're going to have to know that the perfection isn't necessary. And I'm absolutely proof of that. I also remember thinking like how, what's the point of tracking if it's not perfect? It's better than nothing. So I've said this before, if you are making something from a recipe. In my fitness pal, there is a way to import some URLs. So some recipes you can find 
on a website, copy and paste the URL into my fitness pal, and it'll bring up the recipe, and then you can, you know, do the serving size. You can also enter the recipe yourself and put every single ingredient in. That's totally fine. You can also look it up. Just search in the search bar for whatever you're eating, and you're going to just want to pick the closest option to what you're eating. Is it going to be perfect? No. But this is your opportunity to track whatever's closest and move on. If you want to be like better safe than sorry kind of a thing, log a serving and a half. That way you're overestimating, if anything, and that way you'll be under eating at best, right? Instead of like, oh, I think I'm just going to say like I had one serving of this, even though it might have been a serving and a half. I'm not sure. Like log more, okay? Over Overestimate. Overestimating would be the best bet in this kind of a situation. But just keep it so simple. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Like the macros on the ingredients, the macros, sometimes they're not even right. And then you enter it and that's not even right. And sometimes your portion's not even right. Sometimes the macros you have set for yourself aren't even right. So it's all a best guess. So doing your best, but essentially when you're thinking about macros, it's, you know, not calories in, calories out. They don't need to be perfect, but they do need to be balanced. So the perfection of the macros doesn't matter. I give my clients 10% leeway when they're tracking their macros, and it's the best thing because they're like, okay, I went over, but when I get on your app, it still says that I hit because I was within 10%, and that's perfect. Like, we should be able to live with 10% at least leeway, right, and still see progress. So essentially, (laughs) keep using that word, all foods break down into proteins, fats, and carbs, right? That's what makes up macronutrients. You know what carbs are because you're afraid of them. (laughs) Proteins and fats are a little bit different. Proteins, I'm not even going to say, I was going to say proteins are mostly like meat, some dairy, but we can talk about that in a different episode of exactly what these things are. You can very easily Google search what is protein, what are good protein sources, what are good fat sources, what are good carb sources, and you can find a list. But What we need to do is to make this simple, the third little tip item, is to find staple foods that you can eat daily. Stop trying to be so damn creative with your food. I remember sitting down to make a menu, food list, whatever for the week and thinking like, what did I have last week? Because I can't have that again. Like I need to have something different. Or what did my kids eat? We don't want to have that again. We need to have something different. Like the problem is We are always trying to come up with new foods and concoctions to keep it like fresh and exciting and thinking we need new, like five recipes for every single week for dinner that are different. Like, no, keep it freaking simple. Part of the problem in our fitness journey, yes, part of the problem in our fitness journey, period, is we're mixing up our foods too much. We're mixing up our workouts too much. We're trying to keep it so like, so different and so busy. And it really can just be so freaking simple. Redundancy is good. You do need to be doing the same workouts week after week after week, the same movements, just as you should be eating the same foods daily. Like what is the problem with that? It honestly takes out so much of the guesswork. I wasted so much time trying to make a freaking food list and grocery list week to week back in the day. When, like I do now, it's like everything's basically the same. I just can mix up little ingredients here and there. So redundancy when it comes to your food is good. 
That is such a simple tip because if I actually, I did forget my protein bar today. (laughs) Perfect. I'm going to be out of the house all day today and I was going to bring some snacks and I literally only brought rice cakes. So now I'm going to be hungry. So great example. What I'm going to do is probably go to the gas station, grab a protein bar, and I'll probably get a sandwich burger somewhere at a restaurant today. It's fine. Because what I was going to make was a turkey sandwich, I was going to bring my protein bar, and it would have been fine. So anyways, that was, that. I'm glad that happened because I actually forgot my food today, but I know exactly what I can have. I can go into the gas station and grab a cheese stick. I can grab some boiled eggs that I would be uh, hard-pressed to buy at a gas station, but I could. I can buy the little pretzel and hummus situation. I can buy a protein shake. Actually, pretzels and hummus in those little tiny containers at the gas station. If you know, you know. And a protein shake would be a great, actually, I probably will do that. Okay, anyway, redundancy is good. And that's exactly why I just gave you the best freaking example. Because now I don't have to be like, oh my gosh, what what am I going to eat now? I know exactly what to eat. And it's very simple. I know it's a protein and a fat and a carb and it's fine. So that's perfect. That's a good little snack meal right there that I just provided for you. But redundancy is good. Keep it freaking simple. This should have been maybe the number one tip on keeping macros simple. Find staple foods, meaning foods that you can eat daily. Have a little list in your mind of things that you eat from. What are some very, what are some fat sources that I love? What are some carb sources that I love? What are some protein sources that I love? Buy those in bulk, like eat those and you can mix it up. So You can also find foods that you can pair together to create combos that hit your goals. This would be the next tip. So just like I just kind of mentioned, creating things for you that you like to have on hand that would work for a good balanced meal combo that's quick. Honestly, you can have pretzels and hummus and a protein shake from home and at work and in the car. Like that's perfect. You get to fit it together. These are your macros. These are your goals. This takes time. You honestly don't want someone to create a meal plan for you. I think I know you think you do, but you don't. You want to be able to pick your own foods that you like. Look at the back of the packaging, figure out which brands have macros that best fit your goals. Find a lower fat option if you want to because it gives you more fats to eat for something else later in the day. Do not find low fat sources for every single thing that has a lot of additives in it. So try to get as much full fat, normal fat foods as possible. That's a whole nother episode. But like have these combinations that you can fit together, right? So daily for myself, very, very brief examples. I, every single day for breakfast, pretty much I have Kodiak oatmeal. That's my newest thing. I have that every morning. Or I have a Kodiak muffin or those flapjack cups. Those have kind of been hurting my stomach, so I switched to the oatmeal. But once I'm sick of the oatmeal, I'll go back to the cups. I can have that. That has more carbs than protein, which is fine because that's a quick energy boost in the morning for me. But I could have that with a protein shake. Perfect combination. I can have a protein bar with a string cheese. I love having Greek yogurts. Actually, lately, I'm really loving the Ratio brand. I think it just says Ratio Dairy Snack. It doesn't even say yogurt or Greek yogurt, but it has 25 grams of protein. I will crunch up a rice cake and put it in my the in with the yogurt. I will have 
the just like sugar-free canned apple or cherry pie filling. I will chop some of the apples up and put that in the yogurt. I will put chocolate chips in there. I'll put granola in there. Like you can mix up different combinations of these things, right? But daily, I have a shake. I have a protein bar. I have a Greek yogurt. I have string cheese. I'll have some sort of usually like sandwich or wrap or salad, something with a carb and a protein like for lunch. I do have my oatmeal, like I said, or my little Kodiak cup in the morning. And then dinner varies. But for myself, I know that I need a protein, a fat, and a carb. So this can look like pasta with beef and sauce and a side salad, right? So freaking make some goulash (laughs) and have a side salad. This can look like chicken sausage and veggies with a side salad. This can look like rice and shrimp with veggies and yum yum sauce. We used to have that all the time. Basically, you get to decide what your favorite proteins are, what your favorite carbs are, what your favorite fat sources are, and you get to pair them together how you want to, right? So if your family is having pizza for dinner, have a slice of pizza with a protein shake, with a side salad, like fill it in however you want to fill it in. So take your dinners that you already love and healthy them up a little bit. Sure, you can use protein pasta instead of regular pasta. Sure, you can use ground turkey or what is it, 93, 7% beef. Like you can healthy up the options that you're already kind of making. But you don't have to be cooking from a recipe. You don't have to be being super creative. I love the fact now that I basically, I don't like to cook. I actually enjoy cooking. I just don't want to take the time. So it's really easy for me to like look through my cupboards and be like, okay, I have rice. I have some ground beef. I have some lettuce. I have some sauce. I have some spices. That's proteins, fats, carbs, and I'm good. So like once you have the basic foundational knowledge of macros, which by the way, we just launched a macros course. It's available on my website. If you go to store and you can look at products, it's available there and you can learn what proteins, fats, and carbs are. We walk you through all of this. We walk you through how to calculate your macros and it's very, very simple. And then at the end, it also talks about a lot of this, how to make this a lifestyle. And once you know it, and once you start implementing it, it really does become so simple. The last part of making this simple is to plan ahead. So I know we act like this is so impossible, and I'm I'm kind of guilty of this. On the weekends, I'm like, I don't want to plan. I don't want to sit down for 20 minutes and make a little list of things that I should do for the week or plan out my week. God forbid. But planning is something that is so breaking simple to do, and it's a really big game changer. Planning is something that makes our lives easier if we just shut up and do it. Let's be real. So sure, every single day might not go as planned. And there are times, that's kind of my biggest excuse with planning is like, I could plan my entire week and nothing would go as planned. And then I'm like, well, why did I even try? Like, why did I even try to plan for this? But the truth is that it will go a lot smoother if you plan in in comparison to if you don't plan. So sure, if I plan every single day to a T, it's not going to go exactly like that, right? If I plan every single meal, it's something's going to happen and come up. But that's why it's nice to have your staples and it's nice to have your combination. So if you do have to go out to eat for the night, someone invites you and you're like, oh my God, I haven't seen Susie in 10 years. I don't want to not go to dinner with her because I planned my dinner at home or I have my meal prep. Sure, go to dinner with Susie, but you know what you need for the day. So 
Order a salad with double protein. Always order double protein. Sneak that in there. Anyway, it will be so much simpler if you do plan ahead. This goes for macros. This also goes for workouts. Planning ahead for me with macros looks like on Sunday, I do every single day because I know what I'm going to have. I know, I just told you, I'm going to have Kodiak oatmeal. I'm going to have a string cheese. I'm going to have my protein shake. I'm going to have, right, X, Y, and Z. So I put that in every single day because I know I'm going to have it. I can change up my dinners and things like that. I know I'm going to have my yogurt. So I'm putting that in every single day. It's saving time. I'm sitting down watching a show, whatever, and I can do that. It doesn't, it's not wasting any time. It takes just a minute. That way, every single day, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to go in and, you know, record what I did at the end of every day. No, do it the week ahead. Like, do it on a Sunday, plan the week ahead what you can. You don't have to plan every single meal every single day. But if you know you're going to eat certain things every day, which you should know, it'll make it simple, then put that in there. At least every morning when you wake up, you're on your phone anyway, get off social media. It doesn't matter what everyone did the night before. Who freaking cares? Worry about yourself. Open up my fitness pal and start to plug things in and work on your own goals that day. But planning ahead is such a freaking hack on how to make macros simple. I cannot stress this enough. Plan, plan, plan. So those are very basic tips, I understand. But if you haven't noticed, we do things very basic around here because it works. The more you try to complicate it, the more you try to do it like someone else, the less it's going to work for you, the less it's going to work the more time it's going to take when you try to do it like someone else and eat like someone else and have someone, you know, make your plan for you and tell you what to eat, the quicker you realize you need to have basic understanding of macros, you need to take action whether you understand it or not, because taking action allows you to understand, okay, this is going to work for me or this is freaking not going to work for me and you can change it. So I hope this helped. Honestly, changing your mindset around macros is the number one way to make them simple, but these very, very simple strategies help too. And I really also hope that my passion came across for macros in the sense that I have been where you are. I understand the struggle. I I understand. Like I'm very relatable in that sense and I get it. I understand what you're going through and your questions when you ask them to me. I understand. I have been there and I'm happy to walk you through that. I do this with my one-on-one clients all of the time. I am, hopefully, I've been getting a lot of questions about offering a service of kind of like a one-time call where I would provide a macro count and kind of talk you through what you should be doing in your own journey. This would be like a 60 to 90 minute call where we really dive into your macros. If this is, if you don't need coaching, if you don't need my workouts, like if you're doing something right now that's You love your workouts, you love your routine, but you need some tweaking and you need to understand macros. This would be a service that would be really, really great for that. Basically a one-on-one consultation. I've done this with clients in the past and I love, it's not on my website, but I do offer the service now. And it is a game changer. I can teach you so, just like I do in here, I teach you so much in 30 minutes, right? I can teach you so much in 60 to 90 minutes. So I'm hoping to offer that very, very soon on the website. But For now, thank you so much for listening. Please leave a rating and a review. Reach out to me in the DMs. I love hearing from you truly. And I will talk to you next week. 
Thanks for listening to today's show. Go ahead and leave a rating and a review. And of course, follow the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And I would love it so much if you came to connect with me over on Instagram at Christy Castillo Fit. I will see you next time. <laughs>